There's power in the name of There's healing in the name of There's salvation in the name of The Bible says that demons tremble At the sound of that name Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Ntefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Hallelujah. Please be seated. 15 essential signs of potential shepherds or potential church workers. Hallelujah. And I'm teaching from another powerful book. This is the book that we used to train shepherds in lighthouse so i'd like to recommend it to you get a copy get copies before you leave all right it's called what it means to become a shepherd hallelujah amen, amen. 15 essential features of potential shepherds so now that we have agreed have we agreed that we are going to involve our lay people in the work how many of us have agreed? Are you going to do it? Yeah. And for some of you, the first person that should become a lay person is you yourself. So when you go resign from full-time ministry, and your sister member church, it doesn't need you as a full-time pastor. It doesn't. You can do it. Get a job. Get a job. You'll be more relaxed. When you are taking offerings, you'll be more relaxed. You won't shout at the people. You won't curse them. You won't, you know. So every day, curses. Those of you who are here, who don't give. Whenever I'm talking to you, you see. You see. On the way, you see. The pressure for the income is too much. Relax. Get a job. Get a job. Huh? Get a job. And do the work as a lay pastor. Yeah. As a lay pastor. So even you don't pay yourself. Because you are paid from your work. And then you invest the money in the church. Do you understand that? So you'll be able to buy a land. Build a church get equipment, send people to Bible school, you know, and all that. Yeah, and your church will develop faster. Now, in the day, the people that you want to minister to, they're going to work. So you can't find them at home. So when you go and visit, they are not there. Counseling, they are not there. They come in the evening. By that time, you have also come from work. So you are available to minister to them. So resign. I expect a lot of you to resign. Otherwise, you'll be in the house watching TV. 
Yeah. Amen. So resign. I expect a lot of you to resign. 40 members, 70 members, 100 members, 120 members. You know, resign. Get a job. Your church will develop faster. And I'm not giving theories. I'm showing you, you know, one of the things that will take you very fast to the top in the ministry is just to copy. Copy. Hebrews 6, 12. And be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. Do you understand it? Yeah. So it's been done. Most of our churches are pastored by ordinary people. They work as teachers, they do business, plumbers, electricians, bankers. Eh? Yeah. Our youth service at my cathedral has more than a thousand children. It's pastored by a lady who works in the bank. I gave her 65 children in 2009. There are more than a thousand now. I don't have a full-time person there. It's a lay pastor. A busy banker. The children, during the day, they've all gone to school. Primary school, GHS, I mean, they are having sporting activities. In the evenings, you can get them. Hello? Are we here or go home? So you have to sack yourself from full-time ministry. And it's not like you are not in full-time. You are still in full-time. But you are making it possible for the full-time to work properly. Do you understand it? So, so it's, not like, it's, not, it's not as if you are not in full you are, you are still there. But the lay ministry is now going to serve as the runway that will help you to take off powerfully into full-time ministry. Do you understand that? Yeah. Look, be practical. Otherwise, five years will come, seven years will come, you realize that, look, you have not done much. The ministry now has become like an enemy to you. So God is showing you what to do. You can even start your own little business. Something. Only in trying to get a job. Don't go for a job that will entangle you in such a way that now you don't even have time for ministry at all. Actually, that's why I went into private practice because when I was working for the government, it got to a point that you know, I was a senior medical officer 
so many things, responsibilities, emergency room, ward rounds, this, 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 so from morning to night, I was occupied. And I was struggling with time for ministry. So I said, Lord, if I can get a place where I can control my time. So when I started my credit, oh, if I have to go, I go. Do you understand that? So I'm saying that I want you to understand what I'm saying carefully. So you don't say, oh, Bishop, that we say now, you know, we should not do full time. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it is still part of the full time ministry, but you are making it possible for the full time to work well. Some of you, you can't stay in your church. You have to move around to preach. Because you need honorium to survive. So as you do that, you have neglected your church. There's no focus. There's no attention. The nursing is not working. So the church doesn't work. So if you have a job that you earn some money to look after yourself, you have a business, then you can at the same time be focusing on the ministry. Do you understand? It? And it's going to let the ministry work well, faster, better. And then now you can move into it. And now when you move into it, the income is good, there are structures and all that, and then there's not a problem. Hallelujah. How do you select people? What do you look out for? Number one, somebody, a member of a personal relationship with God. A member who has a personal relationship with God. James 4.8 Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Now, when you look among the sheep, you see people who love the Lord. You see people who love the things of God. Do you understand that? Eh? They pray on their own. They fast on their own. They have a personal relationship with God. Such a person it's a ministry material. I'm trying to explain to you, okay, because now we have accepted that we are going to let our lay people um, help us. But we need to first select them like Jesus did. So what are we looking out for? Yeah. I mean, the person already two days fasting, he won't come. Uh, church services, he comes one Sunday every three months. Do you understand it? The only time he appears is if there's a prophetic convention. You know, the person is not serious. You can see it. He's not likely to be useful in ministry. Amen. Number two. A person who has interest in listening to preaching tapes. And watching videos. 
a person who has interest in listening to preaching and watching preaching on their own. You see it. He's always watching something. Messages. Preachers. He's listening to messages. He listens to your message. He listens. He reads books. Do you understand? It's a sign. It's a sign. Somebody who is always reading a certain fat circular book. Newspapers. He has something to say about all the political activities, the sporting, but when it comes to basic scriptures. Eh? When we ask him, John 3 16, say, Pastor, why are you trying to embarrass me in the church? It's not a good sign. How many of you understand what we are talking about? I am trying to help you to know the people that when you go back, you can select and train them. Amen? Wow. How many of you realize that God is helping us to build a church? A year by this time, your story will be fantastic. God will give you a new church. A more glorious church. A mega church. A mega church. Oh, people, you have people helping you. Yeah. Reverend Saki was just uh, um, shared with me last night the joy of seeing his people responding. Taking them for camp meetings. The joy. The same people have changed. I mean, they are doing well. He's happy. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. You are going to experience it. In the name of Jesus. Number three. The personal fasting life of the person. The personal fasting life of the person. Second Corinthians eleven twenty seven. In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Yeah. This also shows commitment and preparedness to sacrifice. Someone who never fasts must be mad. If you cannot lay down your stomach, what else can you lay down? Because ministry is about laying down your life. That's it. Ministry is not about you. It's about others. Jesus said, greater love had no man than this, than a man 
who laid down his life for your family. You have to lay down your life to visit somebody, to go and preach to somebody. It's talking about denial. So if even you can't fast for one day, and our members when we tell them to fast, they don't fast. Some of them eat before they fast. So the father starts at uh, 6 a.m. Between midnight to about 5 a.m. They are cooking food and all that things. And, I mean, they are finished. Then they start the fast at 6 a.m. Pray fasting. Pray fasting. Amen? But you see people fasting and prayer time. They are there. I'm talking about your ordinary members who, not you the pastor, not your associate. Eh? I am pointing you to things that you must watch. You must watch. Because when I say, train your people, who are you going to train? So God is showing you the people that you can select. But even the fast, you should also be aware of this overzealous faster. Sometimes it's a sign of somebody who has his own mind, his own motive. He's with you, but he's planning, he's planning to launch out. Yeah. Recently, I asked a young guy to leave the church. One of my young shepherds. I said, leave the church. Because, ah. Number one, you say you are interested in ministry. So I said, look, there's a Bible school here. He said, no. You don't, you don't want to go to the Bible school. And you don't want to come to a Bible school. And when I look at him, his mannerisms, the way he carries himself, he's, he's, dif- he's different from everybody. Then recently, his pastor, his direct pastor who is overseeing, told me, he said he's going to mountains to go and fast for 40 days and 40 nights. So the pastor told him, there's work to be done here. He didn't listen to the pastor and left. And the pastor told me, that is not the first time. <laughs> but me, 40 days and 49. Even me, who is your bishop? I've not done something. So what is this thing that is making you to 40 days, pulling you always to 40 days, 40 nights, 40 days and 40 nights? When he came, I said, brother, you are interested in ministry. I want you to leave and go and start your own church. And I told him, I'll help you. I'll help you. 
It's not a bad idea if you think that you don't belong here, you want to, you know, it's not a bad idea. Not everybody is called to serve here. But I don't want you to be here and act independently. Even, even his fasting life for me is a negative pointer. So when I say look out for such people, I'm also saying that look out for this type of overzealous fasters. I mean, the guy, he fasts more than you. He has his own motive. Yeah? So I told him, no. I made him to go out. And I, I told you start. I'll help you. Even get a place. Come and tell me. I'll rent it for you. Yeah. But I don't want you to be here. Then the next thing, you are carrying seven people to, to, to join you in the 40 days 40 nights. He was shocked. But I said, out. Took him out. So when we are pastor, you have to be strong. One of the sessions in the church growth book is, is church growth and hard leadership. And in that session, the bishop talks about the hard decisions of a leader that you have to take. A pastor is a leader. And the number one sign of a leader, the number one sign of any leader is that he takes decisions. Whether the decisions are good or bad, that's not a matter. But he takes decisions. Pastors, take decisions in your church. Yeah, like, like what I said. When you go, look at one, two, three, call them. He said, look, I beg you. As you can see, we are now trying to build up the church. The income is not too much, you know, and all that. Initially, I thought that, you know, uh, they understand the things well and all that. So, please, I want all of you to have jobs. I won't pay you again. It's a decision. It may affect you, but it's a decision. Yeah. If your wife is fighting with all the ladies in the church because she's handling a department, a ministry, and it's affecting the church, we have to take a hard decision. Sister, now I want you to enjoy your first ladyship. Just sit down. When I say, come and sit by me. When I'm preaching, smile and encourage me. This thing that you are doing is enough. Take a decision. You have sent somebody to plant a church. Huh? Just four months that he's going to plant. When you call him, say he's busy, he can't come, you know, and all that. Take a decision. Call him one day and say, that branch, I'll close it down. Close down the branch. There's no more branch. 
Yeah. I sent some people this year to start 13 or 14 churches. I said, have your service. Close at a certain time and come for us to continue the training. Because you are still under training. The people may call you pastor there. But we are church planters. Yeah. Then I realized that some of them were not coming, so I called them. I said, yellow card. <laughs> if you don't come, I'll close down that branch. Church growth and hard leadership. Amen. Huh? You have to be hard and firm. Jesus asked the people concerning John the Baptist, when you went out there, what did you want to see? What did you go to see? You saw somebody who was strong. Hey, if you want to be a pastor, you need to be strong. You need to be strong. Because it's not easy to build a church. And then you also need to be loving. You must have the true nature of Christ. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who gave up his life for us. But he's also the Lion of the tribe of Judah. So you must have the combination of the lamb and then the lion. Yeah. So many times your lamb part is what is working. Someone has gone to sin, you know, encourage, okay, don't do it again, you know, and all that. That's what Jesus did in John 8. When they brought the adulterous woman, the lamp part was working. By Matthew 21, when he entered the temple and saw all these people there, he took a whip. The lion rose up. Receive the spirit of the lamp and the lion in the name of Jesus. If you don't do that, I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes you have some people who are, you know, a little rich who help and they try to take over the church. After preaching, he has come to see that, to see that, why in your preaching, why did you say this? Hey! Hey! Take that decision, call the brother and say, please, this is the way I have to preach to build this church. Thank you very much for all your help. I can't change it. If you think that I'm not a good pastor, I beg you. Point to one of the churches around. It's better. It's better. If you don't do that, that person will gain control over you and over your church and over your members. But I tell you, God is going to help you. Oh yeah. I said, God is going to help you. 
Your members, you see, your members that you have, they are going to become great. My church is made up of young people, very poor. Always we we have to struggle to pay school fees, this, this, all. But I'm always encouraging them. They are going to become my mighty men. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. Number four. Someone who is available for the work. Availability for the work. I'm explaining to you the signs you should look out for to select people that you are going to train to help you. If the person has a personal relationship with God, if the person likes to listen to the word of God, you see him always listening to preaching. He participates in fastings on his own and church fastings. He's always around. In fact, availability for the work. Huh? Acts chapter 1 verse 21. Acts chapter 1 verse 21. Wherefore of these men which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus Christ went in and out amongst us. Verse 22. Beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that was taken out from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. Now, Judas has lost, had lost his bishopric. His place as one of the foundational apostles. They now have to select a replacement. I'm sure by that time, you know, other disciples have also sort of matured and have become quite great. Who must we select to join us? Jesus sent us to go out there to go and preach. Who must we select to join us? What is the most important qualification we must use to select the person for the person to come and join us in this work? Should we look for Joseph of Arimathea? He really loved Jesus. Gave his own tomb up for Jesus to be buried there. Or Nicodemus. I'm sure by now Nicodemus has become very wild. I mean, it's like really, really change crowd. Eh? Zacchaeus. Lazarus. That was raised from the dead. All these people were potential because they had been affected mightily by Jesus. But what was the sign? That was needed for this selection. They said, go back to verse 21. Wherefore, of these men which have accompanied with us, look at it, accompanied with us, all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out amongst us, beginning from the baptism of John, unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained? So people who are around, they stay around after church. They stay around. They, they don't know the scriptures. 
they can't pray very well, you know, but they come to you and say, oh, pastor, is there anything that I can do? Is there anything I can do? Can I do something? How many of you have realized that when you start a church, you know, people start to come around, but suddenly, you, you see one or two people who seems to be like, they, 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 but their behavior, is, is, it, it looks as if that they were even part of your original decision to start a church. Just, they are ready to help you. They know somebody who has something. They can go and talk to them. I mean, it's a whatever. So, Pastor, we are here. We want to do something. All right. They are available. You see, God has touched their hearts. They are the people that you should select. My secretary, administrator, who helps me in my work. I have a lot of work. She works very, very hard with me in full-time ministry. That is how come I selected her. Yeah. Many, many years ago, after church, she would come around. Can I type something? Can I print something? Yeah. In a meeting, you know, when we are discussing, can somebody take down the notes? No, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I took note of her. I took note of her. She was, oh, this one, I can print it at the office. I can do it. I can do it. So, when I started full-time ministry and I needed a helper, I told Bishop, he said, oh, do you have anybody? He said, do you have any? I said, yes. Such a person. Such a person. And I told her, will you come? She said, oh, I'll come. She's been with me all these years. Very faithful, hard working. Eh? But that, that is how it began. A little service here and there. She was available. And you see, pastors, listen very carefully. You know, this morning, I'm just taking my time to talk to you. Because I, I'm, I'm really praying that you can understand and grasp the things that, you see, we are laying the blocks. We are laying the blocks. Yeah. Look, cherish those type of people more than somebody who just, up, say, oh, uh, keyboard. Oh, I can play keyboard. I used to play for this church. This, by the time he finishes mentioning the churches, it's a sign to you that your church is going to also come up very soon. This is a person who is available. He's playing the keyboard. Occasionally, when he plays, he's pause the song. Eh? Keyboardists, they can kill you. But you see, he's available. And he has been available all this while. He's doing his best. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. This person, cherish him. Perfect what he's doing. Perfect what he's doing. Perfect what... You are going to have a long-lasting keyboardist.
of spiritual and ministry prostitutes. And their aim is money and position in the church and control. At a certain stage, when I was pastoring the Sakumono Church, we were struggling for a keyboardist. A guy came. He was very, very good. Very good. But we couldn't control him. He wouldn't come for rehearsals. He was something, something. So I called and said, Brother, I beg you. I beg you. It won't work. You are good, but you are not available. You are not available. So, the people who stay around, the people who come to you, the people who are willing to spend their time to do this, to do that, to do that, it's a sign. It's a sign. Select such a person. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Number five. The individual's financial input to the church. The individual's financial input to the church. Matthew 26, 14 to 16. Amen. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priest and said unto them what will you give me and I will deliver him unto you and they convenated with him for 30 pieces of silver and from that time he sought opportunity to betray him someone who is not committed financially is not committed at all the bible teaches that if a person is not faithful with the unrighteous mammon, then he cannot be faithful with God's riches. Pastors who do not pay tithes and offerings should be dismissed. They are traitors in the making. Amen? Somebody who sits in the church, pays tithes faithfully, offers, gives faithfully, helps around, it's a sign. It's a sign that the person loves what is going on. It's a sign that the person believes in the vision. It's a sign that the person believes that what we are doing is good. It's a sign that the person is committed and dedicated to it. It's a sign that the person wants to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sign. But you see, those type of people, often when you look at them, there will not be anything in them for you to desire them. 
they don't look polished. Pastors, I don't know of your experience, but in my church, the ordinary people, the people who don't have much and not pay much, give more than the rich people. I don't know about you. Yeah. Many rich people, they don't give much. Many of them don't pay their tithes. They give little offerings. Sometimes you see a rich man, you say, Pastor, I'd like to come and see you in the office. I'd like to come and see you in the office. I, I, I feel that the Lord is asking me to see you in the office. So when it comes, why? So I feel the Lord is asking me to give you a, an envelope, an offering. A rich man, no. When a rich man wants to give you an offering, hey, I mean, you'll be very happy when you open it, 50 Ghana cities. All this I want to say in the office. I want to say in the office. I want to say in the office. Shelly. 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 How many of you have experienced things like that? Uh-huh. So your ordinary people sitting down there giving two Ghana cities, five Ghana cities, even sometimes they can't give anything at all. Do you understand it? Give 50 pesos. But they give 50 pesos. Faithfully, select such people. Select them. Select them. Because they are faithful. They are faithful. They are demonstrating faithfulness to the things of God. And such people, as the Lord blesses them and they increase, they will continue to be faithful. If their tithes move from five Ghana cities to five hundred Ghana cities, they'll pay. They'll pay their tithe. They'll pay. They'll pay. They'll pay. They'll pay. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Next one. Somebody with good people handling skills. People handling skills. First Timothy chapter 3, 2 to 3. A bishop there must be blameless. The husband, people handling skills. The husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. Not given to wine. No striker. Not greedy or fitting looker. But patient. Not a brawler. Not convertious. Not convertious. Somebody with good people handling skills. When the Bible says up to teach, it includes the ability to lead and influence by your personal lifestyle. Teaching includes being able to handle people of all sorts. 
A person who is quarrelsome is disqualified from being a pastor. No striker in First Timothy 3 verse 3 means you are not to be quarrelsome or cantankerous. Now, what this point, this point is very crucial. There are people sitting in the church, they are quarreled of everybody. Huh? Quarrel of everybody. Shouts on everybody. Anywhere you place them, there's confusion. I mean, once they appear there, there's confusion in the place. They don't know how, they are not apt. They don't know how to be apt to teach. Or they are not apt to teach. They don't have it. They can't influence properly. They can't relate properly. They can't mess up with people properly. And I told you that a pastor is a gatherer. Yeah. Now, anybody who comes to your church and is happy of your church, when he goes, he will bring 10 more people to the church. Anybody who comes to your church and is unhappy with your church, when he goes, will drive away 20 people from your church. Yeah. Dr. Kujo was talking to us a couple of days ago about church outlook. Ashes. Ashes can be some of the crudest people. Yeah? Shouting by heart. I'll come here. I'll sit here. I'll push there. Hey. Of them is because of where they have come from. Huh? Eh? Come. When somebody comes to church, please, you are, you are welcome. Can you follow me too? You find this Asha. A person, you, you don't know the person. He's coming to church. Stand here, let me see whether there's a uh, Come. Let's go. There are some people when they lead your choir, they spoil your choir. There are some ladies. Ladies. Once they are leading the choir, the choir is poor. They will fight of every quarrel of everybody.
Amen? Pastors, when you start a church, don't be quick to put people in leadership positions. No. Don't tell somebody, you are my assistant. You are my assistant. From day one, he's your assistant. He will later on tell you that he was a co-founder. Don't tell the person, you are my choir director. No. Don't use things like that. You say, please, I need somebody to help me organize the choir. Is there anybody? Oh. Okay, so please, help me. Help me. When the choir meets, please go there, help them to learn the songs and all that. I've not said, I've not used the word you're the choir leader, choir director. No. So if in three months' time, I now feel that there's somebody qualified, do you understand it? It's very easy for me to say, now I want to appoint a choir director. Let Brother Susan so. so. Yeah? Listen now. Are we here or we'll go home? We have agreed that we have to use our lay people to help us. Now we are answering the question, how do we select these people? Then when we finish, how do we train them? Is the next step that we are going to go into. Amen? Next one. Preaching and teaching skills. Preaching and teaching skills. Second Timothy 2.2 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Amen. Amen. Who shall be able to teach others also. People who want to be shepherds must develop the ability to teach and to preach. Amen. The principal duty of a shepherd is to feed the flock. Someone who wants to be a pastor or a, a, a shepherd must demonstrate experience in preaching and teaching. The best way to learn how to preach is to listen to preaching tapes and preach the same thing. Timothy was told to preach the same thing that he had heard Paul preaching. So, somebody that you say, can you help with the New Believers School? You can see that the person is trying. The person is trying. Eh? It's, a, it's a good sign. Sometimes you ask somebody to help and then when you go and listen to what the person is saying, hey, Dr. Cho says when he started the cell system, he made a major mistake. He told the cell leaders they should all preach what they want to preach. Yeah. Look, all the people who have gone ahead of us, they have made mistakes. 
So the few mistakes that you have made, don't kill yourself. Learn from it and move on. So, one day a woman called a major confusion in the cell. She was teaching on the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. And was explaining that God has three heads. Dr. Cho said that she, she turned God into a monster. She caused a major problem. So he said from that time, he realized that no, 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 no. He couldn't allow them just so. He started making notes and giving it out to them. Sometimes the people that you have asked them to do some teaching, you should listen to them. Huh? Some of you, you see, some of you, you are sitting down here. He's teaching his people. You think that you don't have to suffer at all when you go and preach, do evangelism, and they shout at you small and say, You won't go again. But even Paul, Paul, in Acts, when he was doing uh, evangelism with his wife, um, his wife, cried, Salas, his wife, Salas. His wife Salas. His wife Salas. And he said it with passion and everything and, and, and opening scriptures. And you have handed over that whole lay school or whatever to him. He's there happily. says in Amos chapter 3 verse 3 that people are not people. People are not people. People are not people. Amos chapter 3 verse 3 people are not up and down. Hey. And then he will not keep it to himself. Say, everybody say people are not people. Amos chapter 3 verse 3. Sit down please. Amen. How many of you understand what we are talking about? Can you select your people? Number eight, an interest in evangelism. An interest 
in evangelism. Hallelujah. Matthew 18, 12. How think ye, if a man have an hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray? Hallelujah. Hmm? Assess the interest of the potential shepherd in winning souls. Soul winning is the ultimate job for the whole church. Amen. If you are not interested in souls, I question whether you have a general call to be a shepherd. Yeah. So the person's interest on his own, he does outreaches. On his own, he's bringing people to the church. Anytime there's a church outreach, he's there. Do you understand that? It's a sign. It's a sign that this person loves to win the loss. And a shepherd's ultimate job is so winning. It's a sign. Amen. Amen. But you have people in our days what Christians hate the number one thing is so winning. The number one thing and I'm saying this with all my strength and conviction. And if you like, I'll give you an experiment. And you see that what I'm saying is the truth. Go to your church coming Sunday and announce that on Saturday you are going to have a church picnic at the beach. Or even within your premises. It's going to be food, drinks, music, Games, happiness. happiness, dancing in the church. I can assure you that this church goat that we are talking about, without implementing any of the things that we have said, your church will grow three to four times. All the members that you have not seen for the past two years, they will appear. Because most people are following Christ not because they love him, they want him, but because of what they can get. Come with me to John chapter 6. Now, you remember that in John chapter 6, Jesus fed the 5,000? Yeah? From verse 22. 
The following day, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one where into his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. How be it? There came other boats from Tiberias, nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that, after that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, now take note, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. Seeking for Jesus. They also took shipping. They went across the Sea of Galilee. That journey is still made today from Tiberias. You can sit on a boat and go across the sea of Galilee. It doesn't know the sea, it's a, it's a lake. And then when you go to the other side, that is where places like Capernaum, you know, are. But can you imagine? They sat in boats. The boat could have subsided, uh, capsized. You know, anything could have happened once you're on water. They risked their lives. They paid money. For what? Seeking for Jesus. Seeking for Jesus. What a blessing. We see people in our churches. They have come. They have come. Seek, seeking for Jesus. Seeking for Jesus. Why are people in our churches? When they ask them, why people going, oh, we are going to seek for the Lord. Wow. So people come into our churches. They are coming to look for salvation. They are coming to worship the Lord. But is that really the case? Verse 25. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, teacher, when comest thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Very, very, I say unto you, Ye seek me, not because you saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. All this looking for me, looking for me, looking for me, I know why. It's because you want somebody to marry. It's because you want your business to do well. It's because you want a visa. It's because you want to be able to travel. It's because you want me to heal you. Not that you are looking for me. May God help us to have people in the church who are looking truly for Jesus. Paul said that I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know him.
Amen? Now, when Paul said that I may know him, Philippians chapter 3, look at it. Verse 10. Now, that word, no, Chinesco, is different from another word to know, Derek. Now, this one, there are two ways of knowing somebody. Do we have the um, um this translation, the expanded one. Amplified. Do we have amplified of this verse? Now watch. What was Paul saying? For my determined purpose, that I may know him. That I may know him. For my determined purpose is that I may know him. That I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. <laughs> this is what he meant. This is what he meant. Not this coming to church, you know, to know him because we want something. That is why on three occasions, John 21, 15, 16, 17, Jesus asked Peter, Simon, do you love me more than this? Do you really love me? Huh? That I may know him. Give me that. Yes. For my determined purpose. My determined purpose. So when Jesus saw the people coming, he said, look at you. They were telling, oh, we are seeking for Jesus. <laughs> we are seeking. seeking. It's a very strong word. Huh? Seeking. You see, the best way to understand seeking is when you are looking for something in the dark and you have taken a source of light. Do you understand it? That in the midst of the darkness, it's like, where is this? It talks about your total attention focus. Eh? Being placed on looking and finding this. That's seeking. Yeah. Amen? So this, for my determined purpose, is that I may know him. That I may progressively become more 
deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Which is different from another word for knowing. That means to be um, to just have a general a general knowledge of, of something or somebody. Okay. 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 Yeah. But but this knowing is it means to be familiar of the person. You know, you understand. Amen? Amen. Yes. And it is the people, look at Psalm 103 verse 7. I hear you go home. Stand to your feet, everybody. Psalm 103 verse 7. For he made known his ways unto Moses. He made known his ways, his ways unto Moses. His acts unto the children of Israel. Now, there's a difference between the ways of a person and his acts. What's the difference? Now, watch this. When you buy a brand new Mercedes 7 Series, do you understand that? You may sit in it, enjoy it, but a little problem somewhere will just let you continue your enjoyment. You may not be able to move the car. If at one time, you know, somebody was given a brand new car and he sat in it. Brand new, brand new, brand new. He sat in it. And for about 45 minutes, he couldn't move it. He had a key. He sat in it. But for about 45 minutes, he couldn't move it. Why? Why? He had the acts of the car manufacturers. The act was a car. But the way the car was made, how it functions, how it works, and how it does not work, that one is known by the car manufacturers. The children of Israel did not know God. So God just showed them his miracle. But Moses, God showed him not only the miracles, but how to perform the miracles, the ways. The ways. The ways. of God are the people who know him. Daniel chapter 11, 32, the big part. They that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. It is the people who know their God. Explos means great works. So when Elijah was having the contest with the 400 false prophets of Baal, and the whole nation has gathered, and he said, We are tired 
of who is God in this nation. If Baal is God, let him be God. But if Almighty, the one that I know, is God, let him be. Let there be a contest. And he told the people, you start. He started. From morning. He cried and cried. Nothing was happening. He started laughing after him. He said, cry because maybe maybe he's having diarrhea so he's been going in and out. When he got his turn, when he got his turn, he did something very strange. He set up the altar. There's a poor water. He told the, the junior prophets and the prophets in training and all that's a poor water. Poor water. Poor water. Many of our people in our churches, because they are not seeking for Jesus, they don't know him. And they don't know his ways. They only know his acts. They have seen blind eyes open. Deaf hearing. But how it is done? Because they don't know him. They don't know. I can see the young prophets coming to Elijah to say, we beg you. We beg you. This is too much. Water and fire. They don't work together nicely. We want water to come. We want fire to come. And we are saying we should pour water. Not, not, let's, the Bible says they saturated. I mean the whole water was saturated with water. And he called to God. Now, the question is, why was he so bold? Why was he so confident? Because he knew the ways. He knew the ways of God. He knew it. That with God, there's not like water. Water can be fire with God. Fire can be. God can use fire to do what he wants water to do. No, God can do it. Amen? Amen. Hmm? Hallelujah. Number what? Number nine. Visiting, counseling, and organizational skills. Hallelujah. Please don't sit down. We are all standing. Amen? Second, Second Timothy chapter 2. Verse 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. These are the three most used skills by shepherds. These fall under the qualification apt to teach. A person who does not love people enough to visit them is not a shepherd at heart. 
Shepherds must be able to organize people together in order to be able to teach them the word of God. Counseling is the act of giving the counsel of the word of God to people. So, you know, as you assign things to people, visit this one. Huh? Advise this person. You just watch. Organize, want to go for a camp meeting. I mean, we are 45 in the church. There's only 15 of us that are going. Organize them, write their names, and other. Look at how people are able to do these things. They are all signs. Amen. Amen. Number 10. Having a stable and happy marriage. If somebody is able to rule over his own house, it's a sign that he can rule over God's people. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 5. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? So having a stable and happy marriage. Is it becoming clear? The people that we are going to select. Yeah? Now some of you already have, you have a team. But as we are talking, you can see that look. No, no, no. You have the wrong guys. You have gone to gather Asaloms and Judases and Shimes. Gehazis. Ahitophels. Next one. Catching the spirit of the leader. What does it mean? Your spirit is your anointing, it's your grace, it's, it's your special oil that God has given to you for the ministry. Now, look out for people who are interested in the grace of God on your life. They show it by following you. They show it by listening to your messages. They show it by watching your videos. They show it by submitting fully to your counsel. That's not it. They show it by making the effort to do things in the way that you have asked them to do it. They show it. They show it. They are, they are trying, making the effort to walk as you are walking. Yeah. These are people that you must select. Numbers chapter 11, 24 to 25. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spake unto him, and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the 70 elders and it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. They prophesied because the same spirit that was on Moses had come upon them. Choose someone who has caught the spirit of the leader. Shepherds and other pastors must operate in the same spirit or anointing of the senior pastor or founder of the church. This is the principle that God first set into motion in the days of Moses and 70 elders. In Numbers 11, God took the same anointing that was on Moses 
and put it on 70 elders. From that time, they all operated in the same spirit. This is important if you want to have a very large network of churches. It helps prevent disunity and disintegration of the body into different factions with various opinions. Amen? Amen. So you see that some of the people really are following you. Yeah. They are the people, they believe in you. And then you see this person that he doesn't listen to your tapes. He doesn't listen to your messages. He's in your church home. But if you chance upon his computer, he's always watching another man of God. Now listen. Now listen. You are the best pastor for your church members. I said you are the best pastor for your church members. Every mother. You see, listen. A woman who is mature has two breasts. But the breast has what we call glands that produce milk, breast milk. But they don't become active until the mother is ready to breastfeed. Then now they produce milk. Once God is giving the woman a baby, God is providing milk from the mother to the baby. You, the pastor, the sheep that God has given to you, your spiritual breast has also been prepared and filled with the milk of the way for them. Ministry has its emphasis. Yeah. It's called the spirit of the ministry. So you find people who are there and they don't believe in what you are doing. They are rather following other people. Yeah. He doesn't use you as an example of a man of God. He's always using somebody. Such a person should not become your leader. He has in him the DNA of Oranguism. Yeah. Look for the people who love you. If it's something when you preach yourself, you realize that they're preaching, but they say, Oh, Pastor, it was powerful. When you are preaching, they stand up and say, Wow. They encourage you. They always come to say something nice. That's right. They come to encourage you. They believe in you. They don't see any mistakes in your preaching. They don't notice your grammatical errors. You see this person, sir. I mean, they're preaching, but pastor, the, the bullets are too much. They are always looking out for the bullets and I mean something. The scripture that he quoted, there was another scripture, he doesn't believe in you. 
Don't choose him to train him to become one of your shepherds. Amen? Number 12. The person's relationship with the opposite sex. If you train a master fornicator as one of your shepherds and you set him loose to visit the ladies in the church. Even though you are looking for church growth, he will go to the church in an illegal and illegitimate means. Because he will impregnate about 20 of them. Their children will bring church growth. But this type of church growth is an illegal and illegitimate type of church growth. Watch out for a brother who says that his ministry is only to the ladies in the church. The brothers, he has no ministry towards them. But the ladies. And especially the nice ladies. Some shots. Nice ones. So always visiting them. Hey. Hey. Huh? First Timothy chapter 5, 1 to 2. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. And the younger men as brethren, the elder women as mothers, the younger as sisters with all purity. Watch the relationship that potential shepherds have with the opposite sex. Amen. I encourage people to marry and to marry early. This brings stability. It also helps to prevent unwholesome relationships with the opposite sex. Hallelujah. Next one, loyalty. People who are loyal, who are faithful. Amen. Shabadi is teaching us about loyalty at this conference. Look out for those type of people. Number 14. People with personal financial and job stability. It's very important. It makes their motive to be pure. Yeah. And then it makes them available for the work. 
I'm not saying that if somebody doesn't have a job or this thing, the person can't, but the, 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 if the person has a job stability, you make him a, a treasure. Okay. Your money is safer. But somebody who has been looking for a job for the past five years doesn't have any source of income. One time, a pastor met a treasure of another church and asked him how is life. So life in recent times has become very good. So ah, why? So I'm blessed. I have money. So, ah. so what job do you do? So I'm a treasure in my church. May you be delivered from vampires. Such people love money. And they have the wrong spirit. Yeah. In John chapter 6, when somebody came to pour an expensive perfume on Jesus, Judas Iscariot said, ah, what a waste. Couldn't we rather have sold this and used the money for the poor? But the Bible said that this he said because he was the one who was carrying the bag. Whatever, if they have sold the perfume, whatever money they have gotten, he will have handled it. And he has been drawing small, small from it. He went on to betray Christ. One of the, listen to this, one of the causes of disloyalty is greed. So watch out. And finally, a person with a vision. A person with a vision. A person with a vision. These are 15 signs, features of potential shepherds, potential church workers. Potential. They have not become church workers yet, but they have their potential so, so don't say that you don't have people don't say you don't have people look into it, God has given you the signs look out for all these signs as a guide and you'll be able to gather people and now when you gather them then the next stage is to teach them to train them to equip them hallelujah Amen. a person with a vision Proverbs chapter 20, 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Some shepherds often struggle with the problem of dual vision. They have a vision to fulfill their secular aspirations on the one hand and to fulfill their call to ministry on the other. Sometimes pressure from secular job stamps out the fire of ministry in shepherds. 
Shepherds must desire to go forward in the ministry in real and measurable terms. People generally think that you make your vision. But I've come to learn that it is your vision that makes you what you are. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for the Lord. Lift up your hands and pray. I want you to pray and ask the Lord to give you people. People that are going to help you. People that you are going to train. People that you are going to equip. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Hello? Continue to pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Lord, give us people. Lord, give me people. Lord, give me people. Whose touch you touch for your work? Lift up your hands and your voice and pray. Labayandiri bohoko sebayali mahaya. Jesus.
If you can use, if you can use anything, you can use me. Oh, if you can use anything, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Come on. Lift up your hands and tell the Lord. If you can use, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak to me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. My life is not my own. Up your hands and tell Jesus. I give myself, I give myself to you. My life, my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself. My life, my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself. I give myself away. Oh. My life is in your hands, Lord. Lord.
calling you. God is calling you to yield your life, to give your life up, to sacrifice your life. I gave myself away. Surrender all to you. Everything I give to you. Oh, we hold it nothing. We hold it your hands, Lord. Touch the hearts of the people that you have given unto us. Let them surrender their lives to be used of you, Lord. Give us people who are willing. Give us people who are available. Give us people who want to sacrifice to serve you. Oh, yes. Lord, we are not able to do the work on our own. Help us. Raise up leaders. Help us, oh God. Open our eyes to see the people that you have given unto us. Lift up your hands and begin to speak in the Holy Ghost now. Begin to speak in the Holy Ghost. God is bringing you people. You are not going to do the ministry alone anymore. God is bringing you people, your own children, out of your own loins. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Shivo Makanda Andirian Tarebo Koli Mahaye Azakari Mahande Miandere Maho Miandere Maho Pambaba Parimahale Atandikari Masatari Mahoya Zandi Mahale Iponderi Mahaya Oh yes This is my desire to honor you, Lord, if all my heart, Lord, with all my heart, 
this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon. Opus is a Collegon main game. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His present service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 
0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.